Feeling anxious today? Has the COVID pandemic brought out anxiety you didn't have before or increased any anxious feelings you did have? Well, stay right where you are because psychologist Dr. Connie Stapleton, who specializes in bariatric surgery, is with me today and gets right to it with the answers you need now. ProCare Health offers easy and affordable solutions with once-daily multivitamins, including our new DS and Sadie surgery formula, increased iron, A, D, E, and K, Still just one capsule a day. Visit ProCareNow.com and use code SUSAN60 to get a free bag of protein powder with $60 purchase. Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell, ex-radio dietitian turned podcaster. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 88. I'm here to help you cut through the health hype and give you accurate, evidence-based nutrition information worthy of your time and your efforts. Simple step-by-step strategies that can change your life right now. I want you to feel well every single day and get out there and do the things you want to do. That's why I do the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast for you. Before we jump in, have you shared the podcast with someone else who might benefit from it? I'd be so grateful if you'd take a minute, share this episode with someone you know who would find it valuable. All you have to do, go to the platform where you listen, click the share button and send it to them. I appreciate it. Joining me is Atlanta-based psychologist, Dr. Connie Stapleton. If you're a regular listener, you know that Dr. Connie has vast experience in the mental health aspect of bariatrics. She gets right to the core of the issues, and today she's doing that with anxiety. And she'll share practical ways for you to improve your relationships with food other people, most importantly, yourself. You can find links in the show note to Dr. Connie's website, complete with resources, as well as her podcast called Berry Aftercare. Hi, Dr. Connie. Good morning, Dr. Susan. How are you this morning? I'm okay. So what's happening in Atlanta that our listeners just might want to know about? Thanks. I'm glad you asked that because beginning in June, June 2nd, in fact, I'm hosting my next retreat for bariatric patients, pre or post patients, that's going to help them get ready for this journey in a psychological way, deal with some of the questions and the fears and anxieties and how to keep that weight off. So thank you for asking. Five-day Women's retreat beginning June 2nd. Great. And do you ha- uh, hold your retreats in Atlanta? I do. They're in Atlanta. Absolutely. And you can find out more at my website, ConnieStapletonPhD.com. Okay. Terrific. All right. Well, Dr. Connie, this COVID pandemic has caused an uptick, as you well know, in anxiety among us as medical professionals and the population as a whole. Having bariatric surgery can be anxiety producing. Add to that, living in a COVID environment that's changing day to day and therefore changing our lives almost daily and boom, those feelings of anxiety start to show their ugly head. I'd really like to talk today in depth about anxiety and how do you help us understand what anxiety is from a mental health viewpoint and what triggers that. And of course, as we go along today, what we can do about it. So would you start it with uh, just talking a little bit in depth about explaining it? Sure. You know, a lot of us feel anxiety and at different levels and it can become a problem when it's interfering in your life. So that kind of 
restless, nervous feeling, that tension, that sense of eh, something's just not right. There's a sense of panic or doom. Your heart rate increase, you breathe rapidly. There may be sweating, trembling, depending on how severely your body's reacting, right? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, having stomach problems, having trouble controlling that worry. You know, your body feels like it's a constant state of fight or flight that describes anxiety. And people want to know what causes it. And it can be biological, psychological, or environmental. And this is interesting. And, And can it be all three? Absolutely. Because even though you might have a biologically determined, you know, heightened sensitivity to stress, that's not going to cause an anxiety disorder. So even though people are like, oh, it runs in my family, that may have been an environmental kind of learning behavior as much as it was a biological one. But it's really our thoughts. It's the psychological things that get our body really revved up. So we might have some of this going on and then we start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious. I'm so nervous. I'm so, and now we're thinking about it and it all just balloons into this un- pleasant, really stress-filled feeling of anxiety. So are there triggers? Like, sure, the pandemic's a trigger, but in in day-to-day life, are there things that you're already concerned? This is in the back of your mind. You have things going on at home, at work, all the above. Are things then in your daily life, like to me, the first thing as a a dietitian I would think of is not eating balanced or time you know, timely meals and skipping meals, which makes everybody hangry, angry and hungry. So are there triggers and what what kind of triggers? There are a lot of triggers. And especially when you add something like we've all been going through with the pandemic, you know, people are worried about their finances, which can be a trigger in and of itself. But then you add the pressures of, am I going to lose my job? How long can I get unemployment? What am I going to do with my kids if I have to stay home and work from home and they're in school? And, you know, all of those things that we're dealing with on a magnified level, absolutely trigger anxiety, you know, and then we heap caffeine on top of that, which makes us feel even more anxious. Uh, Eat a lot of sugar can add to the problems. You know, health concerns are a huge problem. You can't get into the hospital. You can't see your doctor. It's hard to know, is this a cough or is this COVID? So all of these things have been exacerbated by the COVID thing, and they're all triggers for anxiety in and of themselves. Well, that makes sense, a lot of sense. And then I think about, okay, anxiety gets added on to whatever's going on in your life already. Is it associated with other psychological or mental health issues as well? Like if you have something else and can it bring out anxiety? Absolutely. It can bring, medical issues can bring out anxiety. Just stress related things can bring out anxiety. But if you have an anxiety issue and it does more than make you worry, it can definitely lead to other issues, physical and mental. Depression very often co-occurs with anxiety So there are, uh, you know, anxiety and depression go hand in hand. You can have an increase in substance use, trouble sleeping, a lot of insomnia, increased digestive problems, headaches, chronic pain. Then there's the social things, social isolation or problems functioning at school or at work. You know, there's just so many things that can be exacerbated with increased anxiety that's untreated. Absolutely. (laughs) Anything, okay, I'm thinking because right now there has been a a lot of depression. So people are on various 
antidepressives and various dosages of those meds. Is there any concern between medication use for depression and anxiety? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this because this is a huge concern. And patients are not made aware. The general public is not aware. An SSRI, which is a class of medication for depression, can also treat anxiety very effectively and are not addictive. There's a, a medication called Buspar, which is an anxiety depression that or medication that is not addictive. However, anything that's a benzodiazepine, Ativan, Xanax, some of those are highly, highly addictive. And people will tell me they've been taking them for years. The uh, National Institute of Health says a benzodiazepine is supposed to be used for very short, one to seven days and no more than two weeks, two to four weeks. So if you're on a benzodiazepine, clonopin, Adderall, or not Adderall, Clonopin, Ativan, Xanax. Be careful. You're not supposed to be on this. Well, my doctor prescribes it, Dr. Stapleton. Yes, they do, but you need to talk to them because they probably aren't paying that close of attention. So benzodiazepines are very dangerous in terms of addictive potential. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say, long-term use, a red flag should go up, and this should be a discussion you have with your uh, healthcare provider, psychologist, psychiatrist, whoever's in your treatment atmosphere, right? Without a doubt. Thank you for mentioning that. Okay. How about, I know people are thinking, oh, gosh, yes, I'm anxious. <laughs> How do you, at this point, help prevent it, or if it's already showing its ugly head, how do you help control it, control anxiety and an ongoing anxiety producing situation like COVID, which then has created other issues like health, money, jobs, on and on. What? Let's get some real world things that you teach people to do that when we stop listening today, you can do. You know, people hate this answer, Dr. Susan, but this is the answer. And it's taking good care of your health, which is kind of put on the back burner when we're stressed out, right? I agree. Yes, it is. Often. The best thing you can do for every area of your life is to take good care of your health. Make sure that you are getting enough sleep. It's so essential. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Make sure you are eating good, healthy food. Take a multivitamin or whatever vitamins you're supposed to be on, especially as a bariatric patient. Get outside and just take a 10 or 15 minute walk. It can do wonders. And people are like, no, no, no. I want something that's going to work faster than that. Well, then get into some therapy. Take an antidepressant that helps with anxiety as opposed to a benzodiazepine. And for sure, get into some therapy. You know, um, Dr. Connie, I'm thinking about this because all these things that we say to do, that you do and I do, and, and to make a healthy or wellness lifestyle, if you will, I find that I actually need to plan them in my day as part of my calendar because life is so crazy. And I find that every morning I need to look and say, okay, when can I work in a walk today? Or can I take a 20 minute nap? Or do I have time? When am I going to fit in lunch or snacks? Because if I don't, 
I just get carried away with whatever's going on in the office. Then I get tired and then I get hungry and then the stress starts and then I'll reach for a cup of tea or coffee, which just exacerbates. So one thing I would say that does help is that these things for caring for yourself need to be equally as important as the rest of your day and need to be plugged into your calendar. As ridiculous as that sounds, make time for a 20-minute nap or take a walk or have a cup of tea and breathe deep. Don't you agree with that? I mean, I know that's crazy, but otherwise we don't do it. I think it's essential. Absolutely essential. Set your water bottle out at night like you set your kid's lunchbox out. You know, put your sticky note Take, yeah, absolutely. Set that timer on your phone. Eat food. Yeah, because what it does do, though, is the more that you do sticky notes, set your timer, put it in your calendar, after a while, it becomes just like getting up and brushing your teeth. You go, you know what? I do that. I do that. I do that. And that really helps keep you in a better place. And deep breathing, as we have both talked about always. And there are a lot of apps now that will walk you through a, just a short couple of minute deep breathing to help with when you're feeling this way. Okay. So next I'm thinking, so if, if anxiety though kind of gets out of control, which it does, is it going to lead us on to other issues? I know I kind of touched on this already, but uh, I guess I'm thinking specifically, all right, I'm feeling super anxious today. I let this go now several weeks. It's really starting to bug me. If I don't do anything about it, is it just going to end in something I don't want to see? It absolutely can. And that is exactly why people need to do what you just said. Build these things into your day. It seems like, oh, for the love of God, what do I have to write and take a, a nap? <laughs> True. <laughs> we should just know. Yeah. But if we would follow through with just taking better care of ourselves, we could prevent these things. And here's the sad thing. This uncontrolled anxiety can progress to an increased risk of a heart attack. You're going to pay attention then, right? So don't let it get to that point. You can have stress hormones coursing through your body, you know, which is cortisol, adrenaline, and too much of that over a long time. Here's what we don't want, un unwanted weight gain, right? <laughs> It can mess with your thinking skills. It can decrease your immune system, increase blood pressure, heart disease. It's all not good. So let's make the effort to do the things Dr. Susan is encouraging for that healthy lifestyle throughout your day. So let me ask this question I'm thinking too, because my mind is always on things like binge eating or night eating, overeating behaviors, that type of thing. Is there an association? And if so, what is it between? anxiety and these different behaviors? <laughs> There's a huge correlation between anxiety and let's say binge eating disorder. 40% of people who have binge eating disorder struggle with anxiety. Wow. What, let's say that one more time. 40% of people who have binge eating disorder, disorder struggle with anxiety. And night eating syndrome, tremendously huge history of depression, anxiety, and substance use for people who have night eating disorder. So a lot of times, if you get therapy for one or the other, it will help with both the eating behaviors and the depression and the anxiety. So as we wrap up, this is great information because you can see how intertwined all of these things are, just like everything else in our life. So one takeaway that you would say that you've seen time after time, if I could do one thing today, 
What would it be that would help me the most, perhaps, and calming down, bringing down that anxiety level? Again, this is an answer people don't like to hear, but it's the truth. And it's breathe. (laughs) Breathe slowly, deeply, slowly, deeply. But that doesn't work. I've tried that. Do it again. Breathe in slowly. Breathe out slowly. If you exhale longer than you inhale, you will calm down. Your whole nervous system will calm down. What happens that it, quote, doesn't work is you start thinking the scary thoughts again. Breathe. It absolutely does work, but you've got to practice it. And you can talk back to your thoughts and say, you're not the boss of me. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You're not the boss of me, anxiety, and then breathe deeply and exhale even longer. Correct. Thank you so much. And remember, if you have more questions you want Dr. Connie to cover the next time she's here, contact me through my website, breakingdownnutrition.com. You'll see contact us at the top of the page. You can post your question in the private Facebook group called Bariatric Surgery Success with dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell. So come on over and join us there. Just hit reply to one of our newsletters. I read every email that comes in. So let's get our focus in the right place. Remember, anxiety is not the boss of you. Take a deep breath and take care of you. You're worth it. Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.